Yo, what up podcast? On today's episode, I talk about seeds that I'm starting for my CSA today, um, and then also get this kicked off with a little bit of a rant talking about anxiety, um, fear, and just kind of how I've conquered that using a tactic um, called the morning pages. So hope you enjoy the podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call into the station or drop me a line on any social channels. Uh, But thanks for listening in and hope you enjoy. Yo, what up everybody? It's Danny Neth with the Mind Body Garden Podcast and welcome back to another episode. Today is Tuesday, February 18th, 2020 um, and we're off to another good start today. Um, Got a nice early start to the day. Um, Just like every other day, you know, start that off with my morning pages, just three pages of writing, just straight, straight stream of consciousness right off the top of my head. Um, And I've been doing that today was actually day 50. So hit a pretty big milestone and I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. You know, it, it doesn't seem like anything if you don't do the morning pages or kind of know what it is, but just like committing myself to doing that practice every single morning, you know, despite the things that come up, like waking up late, um, having to travel or, you know, things like that. So, so I'm super pumped that I've been able to do that. And I think that I've seen a ton of big, you know, big results just within my own mind. Um, as far as like the pot or, as far as the morning pages go, um, just because it is something where, you know, and I think I've said this before, but, and I'll get onto the podcast after this, but it's just given me such a different perspective on life, um, and kind of how I should be tackling it. And it's, I think that more than anything, it gives you permission to be creative and permission to spend time on yourself. I think that, you know, in the, internet age and the age of cell phones and all that shit, you know, people are, um, people are demonizing anything where it looks like you're only spending time on yourself. You're looking at your phone. Um, you're only worrying about your thing. And for some reason you have to care about everybody else in the world, um, in order to be a good person. So, you know, it's really nice to take a step back from that and realize that, you know, you kind of have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. Um, so, and that's what I've been doing with the morning pages. You know, I think it's a great way for me to uh, take those thoughts that are broken and actually give them some life, see if they can stand on their own, see if the things that I've thought about them are actually true. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, we find that we build up false beliefs around our lives, um, false beliefs around like thinking that somebody's going to be mad if we talk to them. And then like, so then we kind of put that on a pedestal more and more every day and we push off that communication and trying to talk with that person. But in the end, at the end of the day, you know, when you did actually talk to them, they were super nice. You didn't have any, um, any of those fears that you were worrying about, you know, they weren't, they didn't call you a name. They didn't make fun of you or say that your question was stupid. You know, they gave you the time. Um, but it's like these false fears and we all hold on to like a ton of false fears because we, we think we understand things and we take like our limited cases and, and look at that and say, Oh, well, I understand the whole world now because I have my own limited, you know, narrow scope of experiences. And for some reason that makes us think that we know everything about everything, um, or like what we say is definitive. And, you know, I, I would have to say that, um, like, I I think that that way of thinking, that way of feeling is like very nostalgic and it's very, 
like old school kind of mindset. Like you need to know what you need to do and you know, you got to have a plan and all that stuff. And like, I'm still talking about that kind of stuff too. But, but I think that more than anything, you kind of have to be open to the fact that you have no idea about anything. Like, you know, I can look at, you know, you can look at like fertilizers and you can say, okay, nitrogen is for leafy top growth or green top growth. And you can say that, you know, phosphorus is for another thing and potassium is for another thing. But like when you actually start learning about those things, then you find out that, oh, uh, nitrogen just doesn't help with the green leafy growth. It assists in photosynthesis. And like that is the green leafy growth, but potassium can play those same roles. Phosphorus plays similar roles, you know, in certain similar, you know, in certain situations. So it's like, you know, you can generalize things, but until you truly like dive in and, and try to explore like your thoughts and your feelings, you're never going to know the truth about it. Um, so I don't know. That's just what I would just leave with you as far as my little rant on the morning pages, but just kind of question your own thoughts, question your own beliefs and, um, and test them. Like, and if you're scared to test them, then I think that kind of shows the, the strength of your beliefs or like the strength of your own convictions and your beliefs. Like if you're really hesitant to it, um, you know, obviously you might have very strong beliefs about things, but I think that the important thing about life is that, you know, being able to have those strong beliefs, but then also being a lot, being able to allow those to morph into, you know, whatever the current conception of that actually is. And I think in our society, we've been too like staunch on certain things. And, you know, we have these ideas built into our head, um, these things we want to demonize. And, and when it comes down to it, you know, we're not even, you know, we're, we're kind of just, um, circling in our own, you know, our own currents because, um, you know, like president Trump would be a perfect example, just all of the media about him. Um, and, and it's all presumed to be negative because of that's how they have to kind of play the headlines in order to get the attention and yada, yada, yada. So basically we've just been doing that with our own minds. We flip everything so that it has this super convoluted, twisted thought pattern around it. Um, and we do that kind of in order for understanding, I think in order also to like prime ourselves and to be prepared to, to tackle those tasks and those, um, those things that come up and test us and challenge us. So, so maybe it is kind of like a self-defense mechanism and you just have to overly prime yourself, um, in order to prepare for that or, or whatever, but bringing it all back full circle, those anxieties are the things that I have definitely eliminated and, because of the morning pages. And I think that, you know, I've definitely enhanced kind of my thought processes around attacking the foundations and the fundamentals of things. So that being said, we're going to get into the the rest of the podcast here today. Um, but you know, and I, I guess kind of just to go off of that, you know, yesterday I talked a little bit about, um, like, like planning and, you know, getting things together and, and, you know, and I think that's, you know, perfect example of like overthinking things for me, when I'm planning things, when I'm looking at stuff for gardening, for gains, for the podcast, for videos, you know, when you start thinking about it, you just like populate your brain with all these different channels and all these different scenarios. And then you, 
you think yourself into oblivion because the the thing is like, yeah, you can come up with unlimited thoughts, unlimited ideas, but if you're not putting them out there, they're not worth anything. And so that's what I realized. Um, and it, it's kind of like, you know, when you're logging stuff away in these notebooks that are ideas, you know, you're kind of doing the same thing. You're creating this little pool of anxiety. And if you're not actually, you're not actually acting on it and you're not trying to you're not being proactive with your inspirations you're just collecting them for whatever then that's going to build that anxiety for you as well so for me um that was a big hump to get over especially as we're like in this weird transition of like not growing a lot of plants i've got like two things started right now um or one thing just with some onions but Uh, That's also what I wanted to get into today was, you know, talking about the CSA and kind of our next steps for the CSA and what we're what I'm actually going to be doing today. So yesterday, um, you know, pretty busy with work. And um, and then when I came home at lunch, I lifted. So uh, yesterday was more of like a body focus today not going to be doing any lifting at lunch. So I'll probably spend that time either dedicating it to writing a blog, um, filming videos of some seed starting that I'm going to do today. And, um, and basically I need, I just need to use that time there for creative ventures, you know, in addition, in addition to eating lunch. Um, you know, I think that the best thing I can do for myself over the work day is to fit as much work inside of the work hours that I can. So yeah, you need a break at lunch, but also, I kind of need to get a lot of shit done and I want to provide so much value to people who are gardening or making recipes from our garden. You know, anything that is related to gardening, that is something that we're going to be tackling this year. So, you know, so really for me, it came down to tackling the anxiety of all of the things I wanted to talk about, all these things that people are interested in, um, the things that I'm interested in as a grower, as a gardener, um, and, and it just really allows me to have that plan and have an idea of what I'm going to be pushing out to people as the season rolls on. So right now, um, you know, it's really not a great time to start seeds unless you're doing some early spring gardening. So, um, you know, I'm in Ohio, so we're zone five, zone, well, actually zone six. So our last frost date is, I believe it's May 10th, May 15th. We usually say Mother's Day just to be safe. Um But with that being said, you know, right today I'm going to be planting lettuce. I'm going to be planting, uh, and that'll be head lettuce, probably not any leaf lettuce yet, but I do have Salanova lettuce that I got, um, from, uh, someone who, who I connected with on Instagram, uh, John. So I appreciate the seeds, John. I'm pretty sure they'll germinate. I know they're a little bit old, but, uh, but I'll take my chances. I've, I think I've got like some seeds from like 2014, um, that grew last year. So, uh, as you know, as long as they're stored properly, you can usually grow a lot of stuff, but we'll be throwing the lettuce in today, spinach, um, and arugula, maybe some other leafy green stuff. If we have it, um, I'm pretty sure I've got something tucked away in one of those bags, thousands of bags of seeds that I've got. Um, but beyond that, like one big crop that we'll be able to plant today, uh, or at least plant the seeds is broccoli. So broccoli is a, per, it's a cold weather crop. Um, and last year I started it too closely to the tomatoes. So it was like, by the time we planted out the tomatoes, broccoli was out there too. So the goal this year is to put broccoli out earlier, harvest it, hopefully before, um, 
hopefully before the tomatoes get out there, but I, that'll be a tight, that'll be a tight window to fit, fit everything in. So, um, so we'll probably keep our broccoli just confined to our center rows where we're going to have like all of our leafy greens, um, spinach, lettuce. Um, I think that we'll also do carrots, beets, and turnips in those areas as well. Um, so, but either way that will keep, that will give us a nice rotation that broccoli should probably go until I would think like June or something. So, but it was so good last year. I have to grow it again this year. Um, and I should have plenty of room, you know, broccoli pretty much takes up a square foot, maybe two by two. So at the very least, you know, it, it might take up a little bit more space, but the payoff, you know, the value that it adds to the garden and just like the flavor of freshly grown garden broccoli is unbelievable. So, you know, I don't know. I think that it's almost like sweeter out of the garden maybe. Um, but you know, I think that a lot of times when people are eating broccoli, they're eating frozen stuff. Um, so you think like you're losing all the nutrition, you're losing that initial burst of flavor. Um, and even like when you cut that stalk, when you harvest it, it's like almost mouthwatering just because you can taste kind of that earthiness, the terroir, the, (laughs) which, uh, you know, that's like a fancy term they use in grapes, like kind of like tasting like the lay of the land. So like, you know, every soil profile has like a different mineral content, a different structure, and that all lends itself to the different flavors that we taste. So if you're wondering why your garden tomatoes taste so much better than mine or, you know, or than store-bought or whatever, it's because of that extra added flavor. So, um, or just like whatever the nutrients are that are in your soil. So, so if you're, um, you know, that, and and that's the reason, you know, that's the reason why it's not, you don't have as, um, robust flavors at the grocery store. You know, that produce has been sitting there for some time. Uh, you know, compounds break down within the plants after, after that time frame. Um, and it's just not, not as fresh. So that's what I just can't wait for from the garden. Just plucking that stuff right out of the garden and throwing it, you know, from garden to table, garden to the skillet, whatever you're going to do, it's going to be amazing. So I think those are the basics that we're going to be planting right now. So basically, you know, some more onions. So we've already got onions. So then what I'll do next is fill the other half of that tray. So that'll ensure that we have, um, it's what's called succession planting. So I'll plant onions today. And then in two weeks, I'll plant another row, you know, another few, I don't know, maybe hundred onions. Um, and then I'll wait another two weeks and then do that again. And then what, what will happen is over the year I'll be planting, you know, transplanting out stuff every two weeks, ideally harvesting every two weeks. And then that way, you know, it'll ensure a consistent, uh, supply, you know, throughout, at least throughout the summer. Um, you know, I think the green onions are usually pretty good through spring and into summer. Um, so, so we'll be doing that like with the onions, doing the same thing with lettuce, doing the same thing with spinach. And then that way we don't have, you know, these huge gaps between, between harvest or, you know, I'm not planting a hundred heads of lettuce all at once. I'm planting 20 heads of lettuce at once going back in two weeks, week or two weeks, planting another 20 heads of lettuce, going back in another two weeks. So this will keep everything more manageable. 
Um, you know, <laughs> last year we ran into the issues where I was planting everything out, you know, all at once. And like, I, I think that that's the traditional sense of like, of what a garden is. But when you're growing for production, you have to think in a production kind of mindset. So this year we're going to be a lot more dialed in. We've got the things that are going to be, you know, staples in the garden that aren't going to be moving, that we don't have to rotate. And that'll be tomatoes. That'll be peppers. That will be potatoes, melons, um, and probably like some of those root crops too. So like carrots, beets, turnips, all of those things, you know, all of the root crops, potatoes, carrots, turnips, beets, they store for a super long time. So we're going to plant a huge abundance of that in the spring and in the fall, um, for huge harvest, something that we can give to people hopefully every week with a crop box. And then things like tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, melons, hopefully those will be the things that we can continually harvest throughout the year. Maybe not melons, but tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, give us a nice consistent harvest um, and just kind of keep, you know, keep everything going really strong throughout the year. So beyond that, you know, really we'll just be looking at herbs and that'll be a combination of, you know, succession planting and, um, you know, keeping them from flowering throughout the year. So we've got to keep, keep those kinds of things in mind, but, you know, it's shaping up to be a really great season this year. And, you know, and I, I just feel so confident because we don't have all of these wasted plants, this wasted space. And, and I'm not, you know, worrying about like testing things out or, um, you know, I don't know, just being a little bit more rational about things and like, saying, you know, saying no to things is the biggest thing for me because I'm like, Oh, loofah plants. Yeah. Let's grow some of those. <laughs> you know? So it's just like, there's so many random things. And like last year I had a ton of ghost peppers and habaneros and it's like, people aren't eating those. It's hard to make hot sauce and, um, let's just be more functional this year. So that's what we're doing. I'm going to squeeze as much as I can into the garden, but I, I think what I'm really going to have to do is, is actually pick up some plots at the Piqua community garden. So I've heard that they're fairly cheap. It'll be well worth it. And that'll be a nice place where I can probably plug in some more things like sweet corn, watermelon, um, and just those things that I, I'm not going to want to do as much of at my garden because of the space that it takes. So, so that's really the plan for, uh, for the garden of gains for 2020, the crop boxes. So if you made it this far, <laughs> I'll say it again. Like I did yesterday, if you want a crop box this year, um, which is a biweekly box of fresh produce grown from our garden, um, it is going to be, uh, $30 a box this year. Um, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure that's what it was last year, either 25 or 30. So that'll depend on like the level that you get, you know, the amount of produce that you want and whether I have to deliver it or not. So, um, so just keep those things in mind. If you have any questions or anything that you want me to grow specifically for you, whether that's to eat or as a starter plant, you know, feel free to drop me a comment or, uh, you know, call into the station, let me know. Um, find me on any social channels at gardening, the number four gains. So gardening for gains. Um, but thanks for listening in. And as always, I appreciate it.